live everybody but we're also on tape we are even out in the bowels of Lisa Musica episode 114 of Camaloops the last week Christopher Folds Magic Mike and Bill at the controls 14 114 14. Chris Odlifson, one of my favorite Canucks of all time in the late 70s. I wonder if we said the exact same thing for episode 14. We might have. Because I'm going to say Jeff Cortnell, and I feel like we've talked about this I think we've talked about Jeff Cortnell, but I don't think Chris Odlifson gets enough love. He was one of the great, him and Don Lever back in the day, right? You know, Kurt Ridley. He was, was he captain? Yeah, he was captain yeah. at one point, I think, yeah. You would know that, Mike. Yes, he was captain. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mike? I am great. It's, uh, it's fantastic. You know what? I... I met somebody through the show here, okay. and his name is Vinny from Cold, uh, Cold Control Mechanical. Vinny and Dustin. And I know they're not uh, sponsors now, but uh, yesterday it was so cold in here because our furnace went down. I phoned them. They came in, and they fixed it up. So, you know, our sponsors, Volkswagen, uh, McDonald's, and uh, Gord's Maytag, those guys are in elite class with these other guys. Because they are former sponsors, They're all right? standard. They are. Yeah. Vinny and Dustin, they're tried, tested, and true. They're here so quick. And our sponsors, actually, I was going to talk about this anyway. So we're on our own now. This show is mm -hmm. no longer backed by Kamloops this week, so we're trying to make it on our own financially. And we wouldn't be here this month doing the show without our sponsors, without Gord Stevens, Steve Rogers of mm. Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center, without Terry low, 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 low rates from Volkswagen to Kamloops and Brandy Seacon from ba -da -ba -ba -ba. McDonald's. McDonald's. So thank you so much for letting us continue on and try and grow this baby because that's what we want to do. We want to make this thing bigger and better, and we can't do it without you. Fraser Minton's on the show today. What a great way to start off. We've already interviewed him. Mike, what did you think about Fraser? I, I think he's a, a really stand-up uh, guy, and, and uh, I'm, I think uh, he's already way up there because he's a musician already for me. So. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. a Camelot Blazers forward. He made the Toronto Maple Leafs opening day roster. Which is amazing. Exceeded all amazing. expectations, yeah. and he came in to join us today. He's a great interview. We'll talk to him. And also... Reader's Digest. Camelot's Mayor Reed Hamer Jackson joins us, a rollicking edition, as usual. We've already talked to him, too. It was interesting, as usual. One more thing on the sponsorship. We were going to be selling... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to put up a, a board here, and it's going to be the length of the table, and it's going to angle back, and we're going to get a company name on there. So That's just right. keep yeah. that in mind. Good, good visual. I, I, yeah, how it's going to work, uh, it's going to be great. Always up there. And uh, I think um, I was trying to get Cold Mechanical to do it uh, again. So you'll have to reach out to Vinny. Yeah, Cold Control Mechanical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you think about the mayor's first year? Well, it's very uh, interesting, very um, dynamic, very controversial, um, very newsworthy. Uh, unlike any first year of city council that I've experienced since coming here in 05, going through the mayors of Terry Lake and Peter Millibar and Ken Christian, and Reed Hamer Jackson and the entire council. This is a, a very new dynamic um, for obvious reasons. Successful? It's too early to say. Well, the first year, I think the um, people, I think they got a lot done. I think if you look back, they, they have gotten stuff done and they've had massive challenges with the, the inflation, especially with um, 
with the um, with the cost of living, with the the, the social disorder on the street, the, the fact that the city is having to do a lot of stuff that's really not their their responsibility, but they have to they they're getting into like they're not a, they're not supposed to be you know working on housing. That's not their mandate. But I think the city, the staff, and the council have done a, a pretty good job considering the challenges, the distractions, the the lawsuit, the investigations, the bickering. The stuff behind the scenes that we hear about that we can't report on that gets, gets a little crazy. Uh, that that stuff is is not good for the image of the city. And people say, you know, all the way down to do people want to invest here? Do people want to come here? But I think um, I think if you if if you look through all that, it, it's not like nothing's getting done. There's a, there's a lot that's getting done at the city, and we've had, you know. Um, uh, staff on the show to talk about the new endeavors they're doing, um, and I think um, I think it's 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 too bad that that stuff is like the side circus that takes a lot of the the um, the, the attention. It's important too because you know the, uh, dysfunction between people is not good for any corporation, but I think considering that. It's impressive what they have got done while dealing with this spotlight and all the shenanigans behind the scenes. Point in time count was uh, the numbers are out. What did you think about it? It doesn't surprise me. We've, we've covered the point in time count since it started years ago. And, and um, What is it again? It's 312, I think. They counted in April. They counted over, 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 uh, over one, one evening um, or during the day uh, on the street and then in some shelters. And they came to 312 people who identified as being homeless of some, of some kind, whether that's uh, you know, homeless on the street or living in their car or couch surfing. They don't have a home. And uh, they did this two years ago, and there was a 201, I think it was. It was 206. Yeah, and then the two years previous to that, it was always about 200, within 180 to 200. But everyone knew there's more than that. And I said to you before the show, as we were preparing the show, um, the 312 count is people that the, the volunteers and the staff found during this very finite time in April. But we, me, you and Mike, joined the mayor, uh, and we went out one night because he wanted us to go out. And we ended up visiting one of the places was the... Uh, the shelter at the Stuart Wood, former Stuart Wood Elementary, run by Out of the Cold, an organization that I actually volunteered for years ago. It's a great organization. And they, they at that shelter, they had counted 804 individual unique visitors last from October to October, like in the last 12 months. So there's 800 people using that place who are, who are not repeat users. They could be passing through town or they could be living here on the streets or homeless on the streets. So that 312... Even those, the organizers say it's, it's, it's underreported. The question I have is how underreported is it? Do we have 1,000 homeless people in this town? Yeah. Do we have 500? And the mayor will share his thoughts on that. He wants changes. He wants to be done more often, a more robust system. But, I mean, it's obviously still good that it's being done. Sure. I mean, it's, I think, it's, I think a, a, any count is, is, is worthwhile because it gives you even a snapshot or a partial data that can lead to services needed. If you don't do any counts, you don't know what services is needed. Yeah, it, and it needs to be prolonged. They yeah. need to do multiple samples throughout the year. Sure. Things probably inflate uh, yeah. over the summer months uh, during, and, during certain periods of time, and, and yeah. different needs are in different. Well, the times interesting thing in the report, I think it said, if I recall, six percent of those they spoke with, so six percent of three hundred, which is what 18, 20 people, um, they're here because they were evacuated because of floods or fires mm. in the last year, I think last two years. Yeah. Um, and they just haven't gone home. They couldn't go home. So how many people are these climate refugee homeless people, right? I mean, right. that's an interesting data right there. I mean, had they not been evacuated, would they have 
been at home or were, were, they, were they already homeless or marginalized in their hometowns? I'd like to see, you know, I didn't drill down to that, but that would be interesting to see. We also touched today on um, costs of uh, living, costs yeah. going up. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up. Uh, our business taxes for this building that we're in right now mm -hmm. doubled since 2020. Sure. Yeah. Since 2020. 2020. In, in two years. The, the city, the municipal taxes? Uh, my Yeah, my property taxes. Yeah, now apparently next year we're going to have another big tax hike probably. Yeah, of course, yeah. you know. It's yeah. uh, so I don't understand if, if all the taxes are going up like mine did, mm -hmm. literally doubled, yep. and, and it's it's expensive. Uh, why are we having to also increase um, all the other taxes yeah. and, and fees? And well, you think that, that with, with especially with the growth of the city. I mean, we're we're exploding with growth. There's mm -hmm. there's homes being built everywhere. There is there's there's apartment buildings being built. There's homes. That's that's tax base is is rising along rising. with the increase in the property taxes and the business taxes. So, yep. you know, like I said, you know, like I said, you know, is there is there other places we can cut to try to offset all this kind of stuff? We'll ask the mayor about that. We'll ask him about the t point in time count, about leakers, his his hunt for <laughs> leakers, um, and many other things. He'll talk for a while. He has no regrets. He says about his past year. So, we can hear that. Um, you'll hear from him in a few minutes. But, well, BC Lions, before we talk about our weekend, BC Lions have a big game this weekend. Big game this weekend. We're taping this on the 1st of November, Wednesday, and they're, they're, they're playing the Calgary Stampeders at home on the 4th of three days, uh, Western semifinal game in Vancouver. You've already turned on the team. You've said they're going to win this game, they're going to lose in Winnipeg. They might even lose this game because they, got, they, 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 had, a, they had a gaping hole in their, in their run defense. So if, if Calgary and Dickinson come back to... Um, Dave Dickinson come to Vancouver and have the same game plan they did two weeks ago when they embarrassed the Lions. And the Lions coaching staff, Ryan Phillips, defensive coordinator, everyone else, don't adjust. It's going to be an ugly game for the Lions. They need more players like my friend J.R. LaRue yes. who would play with a broken arm. He would, he would play with a broken neck. He's tough. He's a tough man. That's right. J.R. LaRue, 2011 BC Lions, Grey Cup champion, and probably has a record for most broken bones well, uh, during his career. Broke his leg twice. <laughs> twice. Twice. And came back from that. Who does that? It's Bobby Bond did it in one game, and he scored the winning goal. <laughs> Not like these soft athletes today, let me tell you. Must be Italian. Yes. Speaking of Italians, our weekend last weekend... Right, it, it was crazy because uh, it involved um, canning uh, Mike Patestio's uh, cherry or cherry tomatoes and and yeah, tomatoes. Yeah, they were harvesting them. Um, but of course, when you're canning like that, it's not always clean. No, you know things happen. And messy guy over there. And I wore a white T-shirt yeah, like an idiot. Super messy. Yeah. We got tomato uh, guck all over him. Mm -hmm. And we uh, had to yeah. go to Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center for the big appliance fall Which sale. isn't very far from Patestio's Italian home on the, on the North, North Shore. Shore where That's real right. Italians are real from. Italians and the Electrolux <laughs> laundry towers were over there. So we cleaned them right up. But then we had to go back to Michael's. And hey, Michael comes <laughs> in. Wait, how did it go? Hey, Michael. Michael. And then there's his dad rolling around having a cigarette. Yeah. And uh, there's about 70 cans mm -hmm. of these tomatoes. Yeah. So Lots. we needed a big, big vehicle. So we had to go to Volkswagen Accounts and get the seven-seater Atlas. And we also got a five-seater Atlas Cross. To race. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's a nice one. It's more sleek. Yeah, so it's a little more. Yeah, what do you like about the Atlas? Well, I like it because it's not too big where you, you, you can't you know, parallel park properly. I'm not a great parallel parker. Yeah. But I like it because it's a little more nimble and agile. Personally, I like the new fuel-efficient engine and the new exterior look and an amazing 
new upscale interior. I like the rates too. The, yeah, the business person in me likes the low, low, not yeah. L-O-W-E rates, yeah. but the L-O-W but rates. You still don't get it. No, he still can't understand. No, I don't know why, uh, how they can have rates so low when the Bank of Canada's interest rates are going up. My mind doesn't compute that. Terry Lowe is a magician. He's a rate king. What we should do is we should buy a whole bunch of cars and relace them out at bank rates. Yeah, we can make some money. Make some money, yeah. There you are. And so we get these tomatoes, and we're just having the best time ever. I'm throwing them in Foldy's mouth, and you know he's eating yeah. them like that. Yeah. But he, Very romantic. <laughs> yeah. it, it was weird. It was weird, yeah. <laughs> it was Your romance weird. gets deeper and deeper. But he was thirsty after that. Yeah. It but was. it was also cold out, so he wanted something warm. Mm-hmm. So we went to McDonald's, where the festive McCafe is going on. You guys don't know this. You guys aren't paying attention. Not really. I, I'm always a latte guy from McDonald's, but... You guys got to wake up. You're always sometimes. a latte to know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> oh. And this McDonald's is, again, just a few blocks from Italian Michael's home. So on the North Shore. The West River. Where the peppermint hot chocolate and mocha is available mm. now, Mike. Mm. See, you know, that I don't believe that peppermint belongs in ice cream, but peppermint mocha sounds pretty good. Next up. Reader's Digest, brought to you by McDonald's. Morning, I'm Elton Good morning, how are you doing today? I'm good, always. Always good, I got a question for you. Okay. What's your favorite season? Is it spring, fall, summer, winter? What is it? Fall. Why? I love the temperature of the fall. Oh, not too cold, not too hot. You love the temperature, you love the leaves falling, it's not too cold, it's crisp. It's crisp. Oh. Yes. I'd like to make an announcement, please. What's my, that? My favorite season is this season right here because it's the McCafe festive season, isn't it? Where I can get that peppermint hot chocolate and mocha right here at McDonald's while shopping local. Oh, that's good. Yes. <laughs> olive branch. One year it took him, eh? That's hey, a, Mike? That's a one year. living, breathing olive branch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right there. That's a bad photo. Pretty good photo. Nice summertime. We're all miss summer already. A little, little more like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We're still here. You're still here. Exactly one year to the day you were sworn in. November 1st, 2023. One year ago today, you were sworn in as mayor. How's the last year been? It's been crazy. It's been crazy. <laughs> it's been crazy, man. I never thought that, uh, yeah. I never thought that I'd have to hire a lawyer full time just to try to get solutions in the city to make it a safer community and accountability that kind of stuff you know but yeah it was crazy i mean it i mean we got inaugurated i think it was right around the middle of the 7th of november you know um our ceo got a letter from ask wellness and bob hughes saying that i defamed not didn't go to me originally it went to other people and then uh then the first council meeting we had to delegation of Ask Wellness come in front of us. And I remember that well. That was an yeah. odd, odd meeting. For yeah. Sure. yeah. You know, and we sent the letter back saying, well, if I've defamed you, I mean, coming from somebody that, you know, I've supported from 12 years ago when the animal shelter, part of a van, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it seemed kind of odd. And, and then I look into it and, you know, this is all I believe a lot of politics because you know then I look on um, Bob Hughes's um, you know uh, Dieter Duty's one of the for, I forget the oh, donors or, or, or not donors but uh, recipients of donations no to when you get uh, when you run oh, you've got a nomination yeah 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 he's nominated Dieter Duty so it was kind of shocking that you know right out of the shoot that happened and it's 
it's been used as a as a legal opinion um, in the city for since that day. But, but other other than that that legal quagmire that we're still in there, what was it like the first day going into the office and saying knowing that I'm the mayor of the city? It must have been a pretty interesting feeling and and and, and different. I mean, I, I just imagine it would be like a rush and like holy cow, I could make some changes and stuff like this. So. Yeah, I think the biggest rush was the night that we won the. Yeah, election was that Mount Paul Golf yeah, Course. Yeah, Mount Paul. Yeah, that was good, and yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, you know, you're going up against uh, uh, um, you know three incumbents and a guy that had been previously on council, and it was it was quite a big upset, and and quite a bit big upset for other people too, and um, and I think that some people still don't respect the uh, democratic outcome. Yeah, outcome. You know, and mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. But, um, you know, keep working ahead. I mean, I, I think it was great when I picked up the phone. You know, over the last couple of years, I was listening to the media about, you know, everybody blaming interior health, including councillors and city administration, blaming interior health for not having complex care beds. And, uh, you know, I picked up the phone and called Susan Brown. And, you know, within months, we had complex care beds coming. We got a lot of people struggling with mental health and addiction problems that, that need help. And yeah, dinner with her at Frickin' Frack. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Who did? You Was did? Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, like like within the first few weeks, right? Yes. So what have you learned in the last year? What would the read of today advise the read of 2022 if you knew now what you knew then, just politically, life-wise? Um, you know, I don't think a lot. You know, I, 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 I'm sticking to the same goals. Um, you know, and those goals are to get a safer community. Um, you know, every motion that I've put forward that's being turned down has been a step to getting a safer community for everyone. It doesn't matter whether it's getting 15 outreach workers on the streets or if it's looking at relocating and reviewing the 48 West or if, you know, or the, or the reaching home, the ride home program, or, you know, every motion that I've put forward uh, has been a motion to make this a better community. And uh, it's unfortunate, but, uh, and I got to say, um, you know, that half the people on our council, uh, we had about 30 people on our campaign team. And um, and a lot of people were asking. As a matter of fact, I was at some people's place last night and they're a little upset because we sent out a list to, to everybody that we knew. Businesses, small business organizations with up to 1,300 people in it and sent out a list of, of councillors that, that we felt were on side. And, and some called me just prior to the election. And, and supported my thoughts and things and it's just unfortunate how they changed so fast and and but again i, I can see the politics i think because i'm not a real political person mm -hmm. i think i didn't understand um how deep it is there's a game it, well it, it's it's yeah it is like i said when 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 you know you get a nominate nom, someone that nominated uh deeder duty is coming you know and he's sending a letter to um a CAO, not me. It'd be like, yeah. be like me sending him a letter that I'm going to defamation yeah. suit against you. Yeah. And, um, and and not only that, in the letter, you know, we talk about you know having friends and drinking buddies and that on committees. He actually says in the letter that he'd like to be on one of our committees. No. You know, so it's it, that part, and that was right out of the shoot. And I just think it's totally unnecessary, mm -hmm. and uh, and it just. It's kind of continued to, to, to move forward the same way. Do you have any regrets? Anything no. you do differently? No. No, I don't think I... No, there's... 
and you know what? All these investigations and all this stuff, it's just, to me, it's just a bunch of drama. And, uh, but we're, we're getting things done. You know, I've, I've been doing things. The, the council's been doing things. We're now getting committees going to, mm -hmm. to build Kamloops. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really glad that this year I took the, you know, took the bull by the horns and, and got the firefighters back out, the aerial firefighters yep. back out to the airport where they were five minutes into their planes yep. instead of 45 minutes. Yep. You know, those are kind of moves that I made that, uh, you know, create some controversy. No different than the complex care. I mean, I mean, originally I was told I would have to file a FOI because when Susan Brown told me that um, they'd brought a half a dozen proposals to the city and the city had turned them down, well, I asked for the dialogue. And originally I was told I would have to file an FOI. I didn't actually have to do that. And mm -hmm. you know, other things like getting money back for you know, you know, I, I question things. I look at numbers and I question things. And, and there are some things that you and council are, are lockstep on, like the Bill Kamloops. You all agree. All nine of you said this yeah. is a great idea. You want to go big. You know, yeah. And so there are, it's not, it's not every single thing is, is uh, no, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of out of the chute, you know, all of a yeah. sudden, you know, one of my supporters is, is threatening CAO troll and I, I don't even know the guy or, you know, the, that I'm using taxpayers dollars for the uh, to secure my burnt yeah. car. Yeah. I, when, when I actually made the phone call initially to get BC housing to pay for security and then when I get an office I question a bill for a million dollars that the taxpayers are paying out of a grant for security and I question it and we get money back from it and uh, just those types of things okay. just they're just if we're going to be working together for the betterment of the community why why is that a struggle it's no different than what's the problem with with releasing an investigation that's that's on to me what, what's the problem why is it okay to release it to you but not the mayor and, and this council can make that decision. They can make that decision tomorrow. And I don't know why. And I'm concerned about it because, you know, in December, I was getting uh, texts from my one device of councillors. And I found out I got texts from Councillor Hall, um, Councillor Carpuck. And then I just looked and I got one from um, Councillor Newstater in December, you know, because somebody was emailing saying, hey, I'd like to chat with you. But it, it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't know if somebody's somebody was on your like texting from a different like from, well, your from phone? not mine no no they were asking me because on my my city phone i guess people were reaching out as me mm -hmm. okay saying i'd like to chat and so then i'd get them on text on my iphone 5 saying did you want to chat still or you know they Oh, and it wasn't even you that no, it wasn't me. So, so again, I don't know. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's yeah. It's like, and one said, um, "Looks like somebody's fishing," and we were warned about that stuff. Oh you yeah, know, the fishing. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I don't know if I don't know if is that in the investigation. I have no idea because maybe you could tell me after. What What about street issues? Are you? How do you feel about the progress there? What do you think's been hindering progress of of um, trying to you know get our streets to be in a, in better condition and helping people um, who want to get help um, get help? Well, like I said, every motion that I put forward and, uh, you know, every time I talk about it, I've, and I have been talking to, um, you know, all different levels of government, um, talking to David Evie, Mike Farnworth, Adrian Dix, Sheila Malcolmson, even talked to um, Selena Robinson down at the UBCM. And I really think that we need to get a review or a forensic audit on all of these hotels, motels, shelters, supportive housing for the residents and clients, for the staff, and the surrounding communities. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that is such a challenge. 
especially when originally when they came in, they said they were going to have wraparound services. And I just think it would help everybody. It's, it's even going to help the social agencies because I believe they're going to learn that they need more services in those facilities. What did you learn from the point in time count? What are your thoughts in general on the, on the most recent point in time count? Well, my thoughts on the point in time counter, it's, it's, it's crazy that how much emphasis we put in on an eight hour um, one day and two hours in a shelter over two years. Uh, as a matter of fact, I brought up at council yesterday that I don't know why we don't do it every year and why, why don't we implement it in our own city. Like, like I said, and it's fine to do one every two years in Smithers, Terrace, or mm -hmm. Fort St. John, or Revelstoke, or Golden, or all those cities, but we're doing it every two years in a community with 100,000 people, and why we're doing it for only eight hours, and how much data we get from that when I'm on the streets, and I know that people come and go and come and go, and, and uh, like I said, would we do that if it was our pets? You know, why... Why are we Why are we still kicking people out on the streets at seven o'clock in the morning? Yeah, you, you know, know, like I, I just don't know the, how, you know, why we put so much emphasis in it. You know, it's uh, how much data can you get from eight hours to? Whether or not you believe the numbers, there's increases across the board. Um, 175 homeless, about, are not from here, that are here. So, what are your thoughts on that? What's that? Like, there's. About 175 homeless individuals in that count of the 312 that are in Kamloops, 175 of them are not actually from here. You know, they're they're from other yeah. places. So what do you oh, think I know, about that? When I think about it, what do, what do you think I put forward the uh, the ride home program? You know, to 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 get that done. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't from here, I, I, and I think that we have to realize that. And a lot of them, they want to go home. You know, they, they want to go home. And the other thing, the point in town count, we just had a lady at the, with one of the organizations, one of the nonprofits that, you know, she, she had more data on people that you couldn't see, like families that are living in cars oh, yeah. and that sort of yeah. thing. So, well, the, so again, why, why we're doing it in eight hours, we, we could do it with all of our agencies working together, all of our outreach workers, okay? We need to get outreach workers on the streets after 4.30, and I know we have some sometimes, but after 4.30, before 8.30 in the morning, after 4.30 in the afternoon, before 8.30 in the morning. And I really think we need to do that and, and, and work collaboratively together and get that information from this organization and this one and this one and this one, and, and then you're gonna get a, a true uh, Are you count. still confident that in your next three years you can get this, like? get this done and get on the same page as some of the people counselors and, and make some of this stuff happen yeah i do i just think i need four counselors <laughs> you need four counselors <laughs> you need which ones five is a magic number four. Yeah. <laughs> four 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 hopefully four that we had on that list that that uh that our team not me but our, our team and and the community uh elected uh, because we we did have them on the list and so like you like I to said, chop chop it like, a, like chop it, the horseshoe in like, half and no 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 <laughs> hey, hey eight would be awesome eight would be awesome well we have that we had so, so we had notwithstanding the fact the point in time count is very it's 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 a snapshot in time like you say eight hours few hours the next day we had it's big it's going up we know homelessness is going up we went from 201 to 312 in that count but the out of the cold shelter which we visited uh last year they said they had eight 804 unique visitors. Now that could be people passing through town. That could be people living on the streets in Kamloops. So obviously the, the issue is is really way larger than we think it is. The question I have is, is this just something that because of the cost of living, because of the world, is this something we're just going to have to manage or we can never get rid of homelessness, right? 
No, and and and, and we don't have the the. We have a homeless problem, but we have a mental health yeah. and addiction or substance use problem. Just, yeah. I mean, you guys witnessed it. You, you, all three of you in this room witnessed us stopping outside of Peter Millibar's office yeah. and talking to a guy who you would call homeless, mm -hmm. but he actually lived in a supportive housing where he pays three seventy-five a month. He gets two free meals a day. But is there not somebody there saying, hey, where's Pete? Yeah. Where Pete? Oh, Pete's down the road. He, he, he's got morning. all his. Yeah, it's four in the morning. He's yeah. got all his gear out yeah. there, and he, yeah. he, he looks like he's homeless. So, so you know, how many hours were we out there? A few hours. Okay, yeah. and there was four of us. Mm -hmm. Now they had, I think they had, maybe seventy-five people doing the point in time count for eight hours. Now, now, is that a good picture? What's going on? I don't. I think it's, it's a partial picture. And, and not of that, you guys. They, they know they didn't it's underreporting, though, too, nope. right? They acknowledge it's underreporting. Yeah, yeah but, well, but, but like I said, why wouldn't we get the information from those agencies, just like the, the lady that was in the council yesterday? But, but again, that's a very short time frame, you know? Like, and again, it wasn't at 4 o'clock in the morning, you guys. Mike? Well, it, it seems... Um there must be other metrics that they measure and have 75 people go out at one night it would seem if i ran my business day. like that one day, day if i ran my business like that uh it'd be like looking at uh, last year's year ends making decisions moving forward i use them as a historical data but i need to have my business strategy in place with kpi so i can measure what's going forward and and it seems like is it wouldn't it not be better to actually have uh, more? I, I think I, I'm in total agreement with you to to assess what the problem is and and how how are you going to track if you're actually making any moving the needle making it any better right so yeah we um, can do it we can do it with the with the social agencies that we do have with the outreach workers that we do have with the CSOs that we do have we could do it on you know. Step it up in, in particular months. Yeah. Right. Like step it up, and and again, I will be putting a motion forward, or I might have to maybe get somebody else to put a motion forward because somebody else puts it forward. It might get passed. It's going to be a better chance <laughs> we, it gets passed. And we've gone. Th there's going to be people that see this and say there's more to the point in time count, right? Like we have people that come in and say that it's, it's more robust than we're making it out to be. Sure. Right uh, my now. only point is that no, it, I, and it's good. It's it's it, a federal it, it, thing. It's a federal thing. It's, but it's, it's but a again, good step. But it's yeah. But, but really, there's so many more homeless people out there that maybe if if it was done more robustly, or or, or you would have then an idea of how many services are really needed. That's all. That's I don't think it's a bad thing. No, no, I'm not saying it's bad at all. But what I'm saying is, once over two years in a hundred thousand population that's dealing with heavy street problems, whether it be in Victoria, Nanaimo, Kelowna. Okay, if you're gonna do it every two years, do it do it in Golden. Do it in Revelstoke. Do it in Fort St. John, Smithers, do it in all the communities around where they don't have the majority of these harm reduction facilities, okay, in these larger communities. Like why every two years? Are you kidding me? I don't know. Okay. Let's like switch. I said, if it was our pets. Yeah. And you're gonna kick them out at oh oh it's only minus six. We'll kick him out onto the street. I don't have any pets. I don't like. I don't. I don't need. Any I pets. got the you cutest got, dog I'm gonna tell in you, the world. I'm going to tell you, some of the people that are, are listening to this show are, are going to be watching this. They do have pets. I, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm they just, will not leave their pets. No, 
stuck if out. If I had a pet, I wouldn't leave it outside. I leave my cats out unless it gets to minus ten because they're pretty. They're pretty strong. barbaric. Well, no, they catch me. Absolutely, my dog stays inside. We got little booties. Would for you leave our your daughter dog? out there? Fools his cats are outside, just never. freezing to death yeah. by the hot <laughs> tub. No, I get they're it. going to the neighbors' no, it's, house. It's cold <laughs> yeah. out there. In fact, I always, I always question this, this, this policy in Camelot where the, the certain shelters, emergency shelters, open when it's has to be at least minus ten. Or, or five centimeters of snow on the ground. I was out there walking my dog, and it was minus two, but the wind felt like I was, I was, I, w- I wouldn't have lasted out there. Yeah, and your cats are yeah. out there just. So I don't understand. You know, I, I get, I get there has to, <laughs> I get there has to be thresholds, but who, who picked minus? But in Vancouver, ten? zero degrees. That's it's okay, it's zero there. I don't, I don't know. know the I cost of living, cost of living. We need to switch gears. Yeah, yesterday getting... council approved a 25% increase in water rates next next year i believe if i'm correct that's about 95 bucks on average there was also i'm not sure what happened there was also proposals from staff because costs are rising to raise the sewer and the and the garbage collection rates it's 25 uh, percent increase for water seven percent for solid waste utility 2.5 percent for sewer utility and rumors now of a property tax hike of even higher than the seven percent that we had this year yeah so um cost of living is going up people are stretched to the max is, is what's your thoughts on that and is there nothing the city can do while they're looking at this is to cut costs at the city that you have seen is there anything at city that any fat that can be cut or are you guys pretty pretty efficient organization right now mike's laughing mike what are you laughing about i just seemed like a really loaded <laughs> question it's very loaded uh, do i see areas of cutting yeah. costs i see huge cutting i don't know if you know Such but as, I, I for well, example? actually i just put a motion forward to cut out Twenty-two thousand dollar budget for Fruit. free lunches yeah, at yeah, city yeah. council. That's one well, that's thing. Just one, what about, that's one. Times about, it by. What about staffing? Well, I don't want to talk about that. Why not? Um, well, because um, I understand that Brian By- Byron McCorkle was promoted to assistant um, uh, CAO, which is fine. But I think reading in that, and again, the newspaper is closed, so I might be wrong. Reading into that, you know, I were, weren't they also the hiring council? Do you not know that? Weren't they also hiring someone, another director, to to fill a spot because it's expanding? I'm just wondering. Someone says to me, "Well, how many directors do they need?" I'm not saying we're overstaffed. I'm asking you, as mayor, where do you think we can? make cuts so we can alleviate the increases elsewhere, which is out of your control. That's inflation. Well, there's a lot of areas. Um, you know, I wasn't privy to the um, um, adjustments. Mm-hmm. In the, you know, I am the CEO and mm-hmm. Mr. Trowin is the CEO, CAO, yeah. but I didn't have any conversation. He had no conversation with me up until um, the day of. Oh, about the changes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I didn't have a, a lot of say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did talk about um, salaries early on. Um, I did talk about if um, CEO Trauma, which is very public, um, uh, thought he needed any help with a deputy mayor position. At that time, he didn't feel that. That was a year ago. Um, I also uh, talked about reducing um, a position that was being opened up, uh, but again, um, I, I at this point I have not been able to make any decisions about that. And like I said, with a 25% increase, um, I, I I will go with the will of council, but I did not vote for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that um, it was five four close vote. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah. and it, it yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I did you know ask a question about what's the total um, water utilities that we collect, and it's. Uh, think 17.5 million Mm -hmm. so we got a calculation now so you know 25 percent you know they they use part of it was because of the noble creek thing which again Mm -hmm. uh, as everybody knows i i go with the will of council but Mm -hmm. i i um, personally did not vote for it um 
that was 3.2 million, yep. but, but a 25% increase is, um, I think, $4 million. Mm -hmm. And that's $4 million like, like that, so. I, I believe what we need to really take, I think the taxpayers of Kamloops, um, you know, it's, it's so easy to say, oh, it's only this, oh, it's only that. But I think that we really got to take a look at being fiscally responsible and, and, uh, and that'll be stuff that I'll be really working on hard. Well, I think year. I think that needs to be said is that yeah it's it's and, and I get it you know the the uh, the, the utilities are self-funded so there's no profit there they have to fund it I know that the cost of the pipes go up the cost of labor goes up everything goes up we all get that but when you look at the average person there's 26 people in the newspaper who are no longer working you know in, f in a few weeks they'll be out of uh, so so how can you know and I get that you know you, the city's in a, in a bind but when people say well it's only 95 bucks a month that's 10 bucks a month it's only 12 here that all adds up you bet it does. and then their 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 wages even the people working aren't getting massive increases in their wages so I feel it as a homeowner people I know feel it as a homeowner who are so employed and you do and I and I'm not saying it can't go up but there has to be there has to be a way to mitigate it and that's why I'm asking is there any way to we have these increases how can we soften the blow I don't know what that is. Well, I'll be working on that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be working on that because, again, um, you know, you know the Noble Creek thing. I mean, it, it, it's bizarre to me. And, and again, I'll go with the Willow Council, but it's bizarre to me that last year, uh, council voted to keep this system running till at least 2028. Mm -hmm. Here we are, months later. And we're asking for a 25% increase. Now, not only are we asking for a 25% like yourself, but they're going to, because they're, they've got potable water, so mm -hmm. they're going to be getting that same increase, right? So again, it's, you know, it's, it's just so weird the way that, you know, we vote to decommission. And then, and I felt, and I believed that, I thought I read in the 2022, and it could be wrong, that uh, there was money put aside to riprap mm -hmm. the north of the Noble Creek situation. So, so and I don't know if it was in reserve or, or what it was, but yeah, I, I, and again, I don't know. Maybe you know it was a close vote. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have to look at. Maybe I'll have to call Section One Thirty One again. You could. Was it you just know, your but birthday? I didn't very, was what? Was your birthday? Yeah, it was my birthday. When Weston Bayshore, I think. What? What'd you guys Bayshore. do? We had oh, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Oh. I had my family was all there and everything. They, yeah. How old are you? Old. S how old do you think the mayor is? I have no idea. <clears throat> I'm just going to say 66. 65. There you go. See? <laughs> 65. But I feel, so, like, so I feel you, like I'm 40. So yes. now you can draw some CPP. Yeah, you know, if I got a letter. Actually, yeah, I got a letter. In the, yes. in if you wait every year, though, you get way more. No, apparently but you're I could have got it at 60. Debt. Yeah, but you get way less at 60. Now, you could take it now, but if you wait another year, I think you get another like 500 bucks a month. Oh, really? But they're betting on you dying before that. That's why they give you more. When <laughs> you did you have a nice dinner? dying long yeah. before now. <laughs> did you have a nice dinner? Yeah, we did. Well, just, if you're, your favorite meal, like you, what would be your favorite meal if you could pick one? Is it a steak? Is it lobster? Well, the kids and my wife, they, they all, I, I, I go where I'm told. They okay, but you, like you don't everything. have a favorite meal, though? Yeah, well, I had the prime rib. Yeah, prime rib? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, I like meatloaf. Yeah, meatloaf I like good. craft dinner. <laughs> Probably with all these increase, I'm gonna have to start eating craft dinner. But the good thing with craft dinners now they got different flavors. So I know, one for every, every day of the month. And you I can still put some of your prime rib in the craft yes. dinner too. <laughs> Did you know that craft uh, dinner is a Canadian invention in Stevensville in Ontario? And wow. it's the only really? country in the world where it's called craft dinner. Everywhere else is macaroni and cheese. 
Oh. In the States, they got this, the craft makes it, but that's called macaroni and cheese. Have you ever made, uh, so in the pandemic, this is a side story, I bought a case of craft dinner because I thought, if we got to yeah. eat nothing else. Yeah. And uh, we used up all the cheese powder for other things. It was really great. But I had all this macaroni, so we, we made um, pasta with the craft dinner, and it's sweet. It makes tomato pasta amazing. Yeah. Do, really? do you, are you one of these people who oh, bastardizes yeah. the craft dinner by putting like hot dogs in it, though? Oh, yes, I think that's great. And there's a special way of doing it. You've obviously never had to live on craft dinner. Oh, I, I, just, I can't even afford the hot dogs. I just have the craft dinner. <laughs> well, you should try. I'll, get you, I'll send you some hot oh, dogs. Hot dogs is good. You, it's a little yeah, bite. I'm, I'm living in the crab. Or crab, I'm or even tuna, or, or, or peas. Peas and craft dinner are really good, These too. These two guys, they're big houses. You're a big mansion. Tuna. You're 100 grand a year. And look at me, and I'm <laughs> living in squalor eating craft Look at dinner. me. Do you see an empty car lot I'm paying taxes on? What do you mean, look at me? I've got people I had to go there the other day and say, hey, guys, come on, you're making me look bad. I, they have to move them off my lot. I'm looking for, where's our outreach teams? Where's speaking, our CSOs? Spe speaking of empty, empty lots or buildings, I want to ask this because it just came to me. Can you prize us and the viewers what the heck Mike? is going on with Northbridge <laughs> Hotel? Well, again, I, I, again, I, again, it's something uh, is very clear. I didn't agree with it long before I even dreamt of being the mayor. I didn't agree with the purchase. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's crazy to me what's going on. Uh, you know, here, you know, we we leave it up to you know we pay seven point one million for it. And again, this was this is long before I was the mayor. Yeah. This is information I found. Out. I don't know if it was enclosed or not, but I learned it from Councillor Sarai that you know the guy that. You know, the guy that sold the hotel that he wanted forty thousand dollars to a month to operate it. Well, it already had um, you know social agencies already had their residents and clients living in it. So then I guess um, ask Wellness, we're going to do it for twenty thousand. Yep. Well, he did it for twenty thousand. Now my question is, um, you know, it's wrecked in one year. Uh, somebody had to do an inspection on it mm -hmm. prior to writing a check for seven point one million. Um, so. You know, who insured it, right? Was it was it Ask that must have had insurance of some sort? The city council must have had some. Did BC Housing have some? Okay, so then we learn it's a teardown. Okay, it's going to be like three million bucks to tear it down. Well, they start tearing it down. So then what I've learned, and again, I haven't got any confirmation. This is this is information I've learned from citizens that apparently on the roof, Telus Telus has a twenty year lease on the roof. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, and that's probably a bonus for us if we can put it on another one of our buildings, because I'm sure it's a great income. Mm -hmm. But again, tell us what had insurance too. So if somebody got up in the roof and wrecked the roof, so maybe we can get the taxpayers off the hook for the demolition, because there's a lot of asbestos and stuff in there. But when's it gonna happen? The well, again, again, I don't, I, I asked it in council and I have not received any, for, I, I, don't, I don't know if you know, but well, you do know, you've got that report. Which report? You know the report. Oh. The one where I'm supposed to communicate difference with oh, the people. Oh, yeah, the investigation report. Yeah, yeah the investigations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, isn't it terrible, though, that I can learn more from you than I can from well, the on that, on that, what's, what's the, how's the hunt for the leakers going? It's, uh, it's going. I heard you're on the trail. <clears throat> a little bit of a trail. <laughs> Just asking questions. <laughs> Just asking questions. And why wouldn't you be? Well, I Mike, would, if, if you're a corporation, you. yep. if, you're, if you're a corporation, if you had information that you're having meetings with your staff about and things that are very important, okay? Closed meetings. Sure. You know, you, email, you, email, like what started, the, the one that I'm concerned about is when it, it started when, when I sent an email out, I got Chrissy to send an email out 
for proposed adjustments to standing committees, which I'm allowed to do, by the way. And, and, and I don't even get, and I sent it to council and a couple of people in administration, and I leave my office and I don't even get across the bridge and Michael Patesio calls me. He's a and, sharp reporter. And he's, he's a sh well, sure, he's a sharp reporter. He yeah. had the information. I said, Michael, you have the whole list. He goes, yeah, I do. So to me, yeah. to me, that's, you know, so, somebody's that, leaking something, that yeah. could have never, that didn't have to be a big media blow up and make it to global news. And we didn't need people standing up and saying all the stuff. There. It's just, it's just not necessary. And it wouldn't happen in any other corporation. It just wouldn't happen. And, and it's, 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 it's not healthy for our community. It's not healthy for our city hall. It's not healthy for our council. And it's not even healthy for do, you guys. Do you guys sign uh, NDAs when you... Uh, we sign a, a, an oath of office. Oath of office. Oath so, of office on November the 1st. Matter of fact, a year ago a year today. Ago today. We, we right. have all of our guys, their NDAs, because we work on a lot of secret things. Yeah. We're inventing, we're creating, we're investing a lot. And if, uh, if somebody were to blab it and Fender, like they just released their new guitar, which is a copy of ours. But if that happens, that could take the sale out of the company. You know, so what, what, I, I, I can understand. If that. things were all hunky dory, then maybe there wouldn't be any leakers. If things were just everybody. Well, what do you mean hunky dory? Along. We put out standing committees, okay? Uh, everybody selected them. At the time that I'm looking as the mayor, and I look and I find out that one guy is a huge developer. He's doing a 200, 200 acre development. And I'm sorry, I've got him on the, the um, development and sustainability committee. You know, the, the company. Like, I just think that could be a conflict or, or, um, you know, a counselor that, you know, I've got all these people complaining to me about crime and things like that. And I asked him to come with me to, to look at things. He's on the community protective services committee and, 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 and we're not getting results. Well, all I was doing was proposing adjustments to it. And here we are, here we are now. Okay. We have no standing committees. We had select committees. I was on one. Well, it was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And then we got more select committees, and now we're having more committees. Mm -hmm. So here we are a year later. A year later. It's a boondoggle is what you're saying. It's a big boondoggle. That's what, whatever that means, yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of things happening, but nothing really getting done. Yeah. Like, what's, like you know, it's kind of like me. It's kind of like me, um, one of my first motions. And, I, and again, I did a lot of work on this because I know that it was modeled off East Hastings, the first United Church in yeah, East Hastings, yeah, yeah. 48 West. Mm -hmm. And it was to review and look at relocating hey, the they, property. That's one, that's one of your motions that got passed because they did, they did review no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, they, they no, they kicked, no, they didn't. They kicked it down. I didn't watch 30 minutes. I had to leave because they... Yeah, but they, yeah, they, there's that... Comp, okay, but where is it at? Where? Well, they, they did. That was one... Michael mentioned that to me because I said, have they, have they defeated all of Reed's motions? He goes, no, that one, they actually agreed to look into it. Now, no, I don't no they agreed to, to put it down to a committee. Okay. And then froze the committees. Well, they, they so agreed I at the still, time, though. Today to, to is November the 1st, okay? Yeah. Show me the report on the review, the review the, and, the, uh, and the relocate. The storage place, yeah. 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 Show me the review. Well, I know that they wanted to do it. They voted to do it. No, they voted to put it down to a committee. We're at council. They could have voted right there. They're yeah. at council. They I voted, look, apparently. I look up the minutes. I'm pretty sure they okay, approved Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't even read the, yeah. the thing because I had to leave the room because mm -hmm. they extended it to the whole street. Yeah. Again, I don't know why they didn't do the whole city, but anyways... Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but anyway, it got kicked down to a committee. Okay. Yep. So it's a year later, almost. Where's the report? Because I can tell you right now, it's a bad spot. There's going to be a lot better spots. It's on a main corridor. We're, we're stigmatizing people. They're laying out there. It's just a bad spot. It's too small. Mm -hmm. 
Are you willing to give us an update on the lawsuit against Katie? No, that's not my department. Okay. How do you want to end? Here Thanks for having me, and, and hopefully we can get you guys fired back up. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, yeah, what about, a, so yeah, let, let's end on that. You've you got some thoughts. Uh, you, what, do you, what do you think about our paper closing, and what are your thoughts for the future? Do you, you want to see another newspaper rise up, I would Yeah, guess. and I'd like to see you guys, uh, even though you guys hammer me. We all don't hammer you. People <laughs> tell me I shouldn't even come on your show. Oh, that is, that's, they say Mike's such a nice you. guy. That's, that's, your, your, that's your echo chamber. That, yeah. That's the, the, that's the that's hammer the people pocket. calling me in the, in the morning and yelling at us because we're too hard on My the My supporters. But then I get, we get ripped. We, you're not ripped hard enough on we get We get people from within and without City Hall saying you're too soft on the mayor, so how, we can't win. Or we, we should, do win because we're doing the right you're job. You're a political against. HQ. Anyway, either, even though, okay, I, I'm, I'm for the community. Yeah, you want to. And paper. I believe that yeah. you need a paper. And that's why so you too. and I talked last week. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 know, you, you I, encourage I, me to I, come down to I, the uh, I encourage you to come down. down I encourage yeah. you to put up a, a, um, a poll. A poll. Yeah. Because I really believe that, our, you know, like I said, I think it's 30% of our... Subscription model citizens, you believe in. I believe, I yep. believe that people will subscribe. Like I said, 30% of the population is over 60. I think that's about what it is. You yeah, had it backwards. I, I had it backwards, yeah, on, okay. on the news there. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. But it is. It's, it's but a, it's, it's, a, it's a big population. Yeah. A lot of people I talked to, when we were down at the theater there, mm -hmm. we were talking. I thought it was old, mostly older There's two young people. Girls There's were, two young girls. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it. Yeah. No, no. I'm just saying. Getting back to the paper, I really think that we, we're you guys, can, can yeah, do something. A lot of you know? a lot of hurdles, but we're trying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Anything I can help with. Yep. And Appreciate I'm allowed that. to help with. I don't want to get any conflicts or anything no, no, like that. No, a lot of people you have know? reached out. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Bill Sarai says anything he can do to help, and I think Kelly Hall is willing to help because he has lots of expertise in the, in the business. So it's good. A cross section of people want to try to get it going, and we're still working on it. And I still think that we have a community that really needs it. Mm -hmm. And. Um, like I said, there's probably some printing machines that are real cheap out there. Yeah. Presses? Yeah. Presses, yes. Well, probably, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being on the show. We Thank like you. having you on the show. Yeah. I know you think we pick on you sometimes, but I think you, you get an audience to talk to, to your people. and to my some, people. Don't, some people don't my like people. you. Some people do. They were, who's, who's, who are your readers or where are your readers? Say hi to my brother, Daryl, North Vancouver. Daryl. <laughs> North Vancouver. North Van. I was born in North Van, Daryl. Yeah. You're a good guy, and I haven't oh, even met you. But Mike, Mike McCabe, Mike McCabe in Turtle Valley. He's a big. He yeah, Mike McCabe in Turtle Valley. Yeah, Every I'm time Mike. I post a clip on Instagram, you do, there's a little hammer, a little hammer, emoticon. I actually thank all the supporters. You know, I'll yeah. tell you. Over the last year, I got to tell you something. Over the last year, maybe they don't like me around the around the um, in, in the council chambers. We'll mm -hmm. say the majority probably mm -hmm. in, in that zone, but the the citizens have been awesome. Like it's just great. You, I can't go anywhere now and. You know, like I used to be able to go and sit down place and just be able to eat. I have people and my wife have people coming up to our table all the time. The King Huge of Bailey's. Support. You are You're the absolute King, king of Kensington. You're like the King of Kensington. You're walking down like Al They should change the name to the like Hammer this, Pocket. This. That's That place should be called the Hammer Pocket. No, I'm talking where Everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't I know, matter if I, I go to Costco. I can't go yeah. walk through Costco or yeah. Superstore. Or, or and are most of the, serious question, are most of the interactions good or do you ever get any yeah. criticism from people on the street? Um... Well, you said I get a couple very times you few. Did. Yeah, I get very few. I'm before, um, you know, with this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Beyond yeah. that, though, just regular interaction. Do people? No, it's really good. It's really really good. positive. That's yeah, the regular good. people. You know, I'm I'm just a regular guy. And, and yeah. again, I didn't get in here. I'm not a political guy. I mean, I'm I'm run against a lot of political people. Like, and you can tell the difference. Yeah. But I I didn't run to hurt anybody. I I, I ran for a safer community. I, I ran to help the people on the streets. Who was the guy in the I, truck this morning that said hi to you? Uh, oh, he runs. Uh, the, one of the old change um, 
Yeah, the Great so, Canadian Oil Change, I think it was. Great Canadian, yeah. yeah. Great yeah. Canadian Oil Change, yeah. yeah. We saw you, you pulled up and you were talking to some guy on the, pulls up in the, in the truck, right? We, I wasn't sure if that was you in the truck, but you were talking to the guy yeah. in the truck. So no, that was just happenstance. You just no, drove it's, by. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's a great, great support from people, and I just hope we can get this all turned around, and, and I believe that we can. Uh, I just need four. Okay. <laughs> One year deep. Reed Hammer Jackson. Reader's Digest, brought to you by McDonald's. And thanks, everybody, for the check. <laughs> Stressful. Reese is stressed out right now. Oh, no. She's very stressed out. She loves beds. You do love beds, right? Uh, of course. I love sleeping, so I love beds, but... You don't always love talking about beds, but this this bed here, I think you could talk about this one. Yes. Stearns and Foster. Mm-hmm. They've been around since 1846. Okay, there's a reason they've been around that long. What are some of those reasons? Well, we just started carrying this brand, but they have been around for a long time. Um, but they are a long time loved Canadian made brand. They're Canadian? Yes. Oh, amazing. And um, yeah, they're just really good luxury um, mattresses. You can see here, it's just good moisture, moisture wicking material. Um, they are coil mattresses. You can get them in different comfort levels, as well as this model we have on the floor is a dual comfort one, so you can try the soft side as well as the firm side, so that way you can kind of see which one you like better. So each side is a different mm -hmm. firmness, is that? Or? Yep. Yeah, we have it specifically for the showroom, so people can try each side, decide which one they want to order. Oh, that's cool. And this right here is a queen? Yeah. This one here is a queen, and they do come in kings, doubles, twins, queens, What type of bed do you have? Um, are, are you a big bed person, like you love your bed? Well, yes. Right now, I'm not loving the bed I have, because I'm actually staying at home right now, and it's not my normal bed, and it's just not the same. Well, I know a place where you could get a brand new... <laughs> I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Stearns and Foster, Canadian-made fleur-de-lis and I imagine the prices are fair and reasonable absolutely and they are on sale right now as well as they will be on um, sales throughout Black Friday and Boxing Week which are coming up in November Fraser jamming to the bass there Yep. Like the bass line. Actually, he's a musician, Mike. We forgot. We should have got you to play something piano, today. Right? Yes. <laughs> what? Got you're a piano, a piano player, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I have to wheel one of those in here one time. <laughs> and, and your younger brother, he plays guitar and piano? Yeah. And you just dropped him off at school? Yep. Which school does he he's, go to? He's uh, going to Sahali with the rest of the, the oh. Blazers, the young guys this year. They got a pretty good group up there. Big, so big so you're just like the dad. You go yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah, see the, <laughs> the car we had between us is uh, getting fixed right now, so... <laughs> Got to share Emmett's car and drive around, and drop them off. Emmett so. Finney's car. Yeah. Oh, you guys are sharing a sharing Emmett Finney's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I got a neat little story about you. Um, part of the reason why you did so well and stuck along with the Leafs was your your character and your maturity. So I lost my job last week, and you're in the middle of trying to make an NHL club. You're dealing with hordes of media, but you took the time to send me a text message to say you know, condolences, basically. So thank you very much for, for doing that. It was I very thought classy, that was a classy cool. thing to do. Yeah, no problem, no problem. You were always good to, always good to the team, and so I'm sorry to hear about that, but uh, yeah. wish you all the best. So. Here we are, thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. What's it like to be back in town? Are, are, is there part of you that is deflated at all? Uh, there was like two media members as opposed to about 50, or are, are you just jacked up to be back with the team? 
No, that's that's great having two members for fifty. That's that's <laughs> a lot easier. Um, but no, honestly, happy to be here. I just I just want to be playing hockey. Um, it was tough going through that stretch where you know, kind of just watching. You want to be out there, especially young guy like me. I still feel I've, I have a long way to go in my career. A lot of things I can get better at. So um, being on the ice is where that's going to happen. So I'm excited to to get to play. And it was such a whirlwind for you. Let's just look back on what happened here. I mean, you played four games in the NHL. You made your NHL debut. You um, basically broke through all expectations and made the opening night roster. So are you able to look back on that now? And, and what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, um, able to look back for sure. And, uh, you know, very happy with, with how it went overall, obviously. Um, exceeded my own expectations, exceeded the team's expectations of myself. Um, so I think that gives, uh, gives me a good amount of confidence that I can, I can be there one day, um, kind of keep that rolling into town here and hopefully help the boys win some games this year. Are you still, are you perfectionist and do you have regrets? Like, oh, I wish I made this play here and are there things that bother you about any of your, your games? There were a couple, a couple times I could have scored where I'd like, <laughs> would have liked it to go in, but uh, no, other than that, um, game moves so fast, you're always doing the best you can and, and you gotta live with that. Otherwise, if you have regrets on how you played, it's going to eat you up, and you're going to be screwed as a as a hockey player. I think so. Did you have an inkling of what was going to happen? Because we were all back here. I was talking to even your head coach and GM, saying, kind of, we're just speculating like you as to whether or not the Leafs are going to send him back or keep him. Did you have an inkling? Did you feel like you were going to be sent back eventually, or did you feel like you could really make you know stay with the club and play the full season? Yeah, I, like you go to that that rookie tournament off the start and uh, first couple games. I remember last year in that those games, I felt pretty overwhelmed, honestly. And I was playing like second line or first line center, and felt like I could not keep up with the other team's top guys. But this year, I felt like I was better than the other team's top guys at that at that tournament. So that at that point, I kind of realized like let's just keep this momentum rolling and see where it goes. I know those guys are some of the guys on those other teams were, were touted to get NHL opportunity and stuff like that. And I felt like I was outplaying them at that rookie tournament there in uh, Traverse City. And then at camp, it just kind of kept kept snowballing in the right direction and had good preseason. And then from there, um, there was obviously some salary cap stuff that they, they had it. They're very tight against the cap with those big contracts they have on their, uh, their superstars there. Um, but I was just doing what I could do every day and try to earn another day. That was honestly the mindset there. And uh, ended up working well enough to get me on the opening night roster. You went from, so this weekend you're playing Red Deer and then you're going to bus down to Vancouver and then you're going to bus everywhere. What was it like when you went to Toronto and you guys are flying everywhere? Are you staying in the finest hotels? You got the finest food? How was the difference culture-wise, just that standard of living? Yeah, it's the travel is obviously, it's extremely efficient. You yeah. go right. Charter flights, right? Yeah, charter flight to step onto the bus. You don't, there's no security, no yeah. nothing. You're just <laughs> traveling through the through the world, Yeah, just like that. But uh, yeah, culture-wise too, like it's obviously they make a ton of money. They can afford to put you in the Four Seasons and all these big cities in Florida, right on the yeah. beach, and wow. like in Nashville, right you're right beside Broadway and a yeah. hotel, like stuff like that is, is really cool. Um, but yeah, obviously you see they put twenty thousand like yeah. people in the stands every night. So, so you can, but you got to keep your focus. You can't get yeah. too much. Of, or was there any 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 time on the ice? 
because you're a young guy, when you were playing against a team and you maybe someone that you looked up to and, and you were a fan of, were you ever in awe on the ice thing? Oh my God, there's so-and-so across the way from me. Yeah, in, in warm-ups, you kind of, that's kind of when you see them for the first yeah. time. And yeah. some guys are like this big. And <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, he's right there. I think, yeah. uh, like it was more so last year when I yeah. first played like my first preseason game and mm -hmm. um, that I was kind of in my head about it. This year is more like I know that once I'm out there, I can skate with this you guy or whatever, with them, yeah. compete with them. So it wasn't as much awe, but it was still cool. Yeah, uh, I see guys like Claude Giroux played against in a preseason game. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, even like some of the younger guys like Suzuki, yeah. guys like that captain of the Canadians. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. To I got him in my pool. Suzuki <laughs> out there, <laughs> eight points already. Yeah. 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 What about your your debut? What was that like? You know, stepping on the ice for that. And I also wanted to ask you about the different buildings you got to play in. I mean, which which were kind of the coolest buildings you thought? that you got to play in? Yeah, uh, debut was obviously amazing. Um, kind of not blacked out, but like it went pretty fast. It was, it was kind of a blur. You, you try to stop and take it in, but uh, there's a lot of emotions going on, not going on there. It was but in it was, Toronto, right? Yeah, it was a really, really fun game. We Well, the coach probably didn't love the game, but we were down. <laughs> Matthews had a hat trick, came back shootout winner. So uh, I'll remember it for sure. And then coolest ranks. Dallas is really cool. I thought Dallas was a really cool rank. Are you just like, sucking up to Tom good, right now? Good, at, no. <laughs> <laughs> good, good atmosphere too. Like the the crowd was good in Dallas. Really, eh? They yeah. got a good good vibe in that building. Yeah, Tampa Bay too was was electric. Obviously, they've had a yeah. lot of success, so mm -hmm. that's probably part of it. But and then Bell Center was by far oh, the best. That would have been the, the, the yeah. Even, we we just played there in preseason, but it was the loudest out of the buildings even regular season by, yeah. by far like they cross center ice and everyone's going oh you can hear <laughs> yeah. it build and right it's on. pretty cool yeah. yeah did your parents come out and how many games did they get to my mom was there for three my dad for two okay. uh, those first two games and then my mom stayed for the one uh, against chicago and they were getting some tv time too i mean what was their what was their you know what was their reaction like after the game when you saw them and what do you think it was like for them to to experience that moment because they raised you you know all those times in the 4 a.m or 5 a.m practices and to see it all kind of culminate i mean how cool is it to have them there and and what what were their thoughts on it yeah it, super cool i think it means as much if not more to, to them almost like seeing me achieve what i want to achieve lots of lots of pride for them in that and um, a few tears from my mom for sure a few times, which was pretty cool. Um, and uh, saw them after the games. They're just they were a little overwhelmed. Like I can't yeah. believe this is this is happening. This is real. Yeah. Um, but but really awesome to have them there and, and able to to share. Like you said, they're a huge part of why I'm here, and and so they deserve it. I think you had some fun too, Bill. I think we have a little photo here. There we go. <laughs> who Who is in that photo and what's going on here? Yeah, this was, uh, we had uh, like our, our rookie dinner in, uh, in Nashville there. So the, the young guys had to dress up as, uh, we had to come up with some, some costume to wear to the dinner. They just want us to be embarrassed when we walk in. So we went with like the Nashville tourists, got them some cowboy stuff. And uh, yeah, that photo was taken because uh, me and that's Matthew Nyes on the on the far left, also dressed like the an idiot cowboy. There. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Tavares in the middle. He he took us in and, and had us living at his house. So. Oh, right Got on. that photo and. Uh, what yeah. was it like living with with John Tavares? You know, did you guys play video games together? Did what did you guys do on and when you had downtime together? 
Uh, we didn't have that much downtime, really. Like, it was pretty busy when I was there, but the downtime, you, you're kind of trying to just chill, rest, maybe watch an NHL game on TV. Uh, we played some mini sticks with his kids. Yeah. Kept them entertained. They're, they're a bunch of energy balls still at, at their age, so that was fun for sure. And, uh, no, just, just hang out. He's just, he's just like another guy, obviously, a little more mature than us, but... Uh, super nice, fun, fun guy to hang out with. I think those rookie dinners, a lot of the times the rookies get their visas out and have to pay for these things, but I don't think you guys had to. Yeah, that's that's the way it works. The rookies pay for it all, but uh, the rookies did have to pay for it. But oh, I you got, did? I got exempt because I got sent down like a couple of days before. Oh, so okay. They, I, got, <laughs> I, I, I saved a lot of money. <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How much is that? Like, can you? How much does a dinner like that cost? Thousands. Yeah, it gets up there yeah. somewhere. I've seen some. You know, online you'll see some some bills from in Vancouver where rookies yeah. have to buy. It, it could be, it could be yeah, a lot. It of gets money. up there. There's dinners, twenty people. Mm-hmm. They're all ordering. You know, Steaks, a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, it gets up there. What was the culture like? How were you welcomed in by by the team there? The culture was great. Uh, as far as that, like guys were super welcoming. Um, I, I was honestly surprised with how welcoming they were. They didn't have to to be as good to me as they were, but um, everyone w- was super talkative, super inclusive, and and I loved it. Very very thankful for how nice they all were to me, and it made me feel very comfortable right away. Cool. Well, yeah. you come back now. Let's talk about the Blazers before we let you go. Tougher start. They missed you a lot. Um, just you're watching from afar. What's your assessment of how the season's gone so far, and how do you um, hope to help change the fortunes as they go forward? Yeah, um, obviously not the start we wanted. There's lots of belief in the dressing room that we'd be one of the top teams in the division again, like through training camp and yeah. stuff. And I think guys genuinely believe that. I think now, if you ask guys, I'm not sure they'd answer the same way. Uh, based on how it went there with that that stretch of nine games, especially really hurt. The, the confidence, I think, of the group, but the last weekend was a good sign. That they played a couple of really good games against yep. Tri-City at home, which is which is big for them, I think. Um, I think that every, everyone seems to be working really hard. We got really hard-working kids. It's just, it takes time in this league. It's, it's really hard league to come in at 16, 17 to make an impact. We've been really lucky the past three, four years where we've got guys that can score at 16, 17, like 20 goal scorers. Yeah. And, but that's really rare. Like you see those guys are getting drafted in the, the top five rounds of the NHL draft and stuff. So um, we, we got spoiled almost with talent the last few years. And, and this is more what a realistic WHL cycle kind of seems like. But I, I think there's still lots of potential. I, like our coaching staff is unbelievable. I, I really believe in Murray and Cluey and Hazer to, to keep us rolling. and. Um, hopefully turn this around and start winning, winning a few more games here. For you, World Juniors on the horizon. Also, I mean, obviously that's a team you want to you re- represent your country, wear the Maple Leaf. And also, you've never really been the guy. You, know, you talked to me about that before you left, where you're getting the first-line minutes, you're getting the p- first-line power play, and you, I would suggest you're probably going to be the captain of the team. I mean, how much are you looking forward to all of that responsibility and potentially making the World Juniors? Uh, it's a, I, I love it. Like it's exactly where I want to be at this this point in my career. You told me I was had this opportunity, even a year ago. I would have would have taken an inst- an instant. So, um, just go after it here for the next month before they make those those invites to that camp. It's December first. I think they come out with that. So I think we've got eight or nine games or something before then. Yeah, maybe busy not months. quite, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make those games count and then go there and, and show what I can do at the camp if uh, I get invited there. And then obviously 
yeah, just it's a, it would be a dream come true. I'm very excited about where I am right now with the opportunities coming coming ahead. All right, Mike. Anything for Fraser before we let him go? Uh, all I've been thinking about is uh, is piano. You <laughs> and I. Do you play melodica ever? No. Do you know I, what a melodica is? I do not know what that melodica is. Melodica is an air instrument that you blow, but it's a keyboard on the side. Okay. And you get a hose and, and play it like this. And I think that would be uh, amazing if you play piano, because you can play melodica anywhere. And just on the tour bus, I can imagine <laughs> you, you play My Sharona or something as you guys are driving along. And, that would and, be uh, hilarious. <laughs> I play violin for that reason. So uh, yeah, maybe, uh, it's maybe. Portable and you can pull it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it could be good. So, anyways. I'm still thinking some kind of a duet. Bryson Fraser, guitar and piano on the show at some point. We Maybe doing the Stop and Tom Connors, the, the hockey song. The good old hockey yeah. game. Oh, well, I got one question. Or my Sharona. Right, I got a question. Did you grow a stash when you were in Toronto for the um, when you were there with the Leafs? Uh, no. no? I, I might have forgot to shave a couple of times. Because yeah. my son, Atticus, no, he's, a, uh, he's a couple years older than you and he's a big Leaf fan. And yeah. I asked him many questions for him and he goes, Maybe ask him if, he, if Matthews inspired him to grow a stash. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I couldn't if I tried, I don't <laughs> okay. think. But He's got a good one going for yeah, sure. Yeah, he does yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Thanks a lot for coming in. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. Yeah. Right on. Volkswagen, das Auto. You ready? Yep. What's going on? Nothing. Who's texting you? Nobody. Very good. Thoughts on the show? Good show. A good show. First show, post newspaper. Your son is a big Lease fan, so he'll be interested. Yes, he'll watch the show. He's uh, he uh, yeah he, he uh, when he was when he was seven years old, he was like you know when those kids had like a new like any team that was winning, he would like all the teams, and I'd say you can't do that anymore. So when he started grade one, I gave him thirty days to pick a team, and stick with that team. You can't just be a bandwagon. So he was down to Edmonton and Toronto for some reason, and he took Toronto, and good for him because when I was real young, I liked the Leafs too in the seventies. Mike, any thoughts on the show? I really like the show. I um, I think after a year of being in office, uh, Reed, I, he's got some um, business sense that he's bringing, and and uh, I like some of that. Some of the other drama stuff is is kind of <laughs> interesting, uh, but um, yeah, I think it was a really good show, and it's inspiring with Fraser, uh, you know, a young guy that's really going after it and and, and actually making it too. Yeah, so. it's incredible. A lot of people are going to be yelling at their screens during the Reed segment, and a lot of people <laughs> are going to be. Mm-hmm. For Christopher Folds, for Magic Mike, for Bill, and for Tukey, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week.